another episode of the dude from la podcast and in your office we uh you know i was like usually i say like i'm in studio and stuff but this is i'm, I'm in i'm in your in your casa man your home away from home uh but in on the podcast i have and i've been trying to do this one for a while uh pablo i want to i want you to introduce yourself man all right well uh what's up everybody my name is uh pablo gonzalez um, you know, I'm a realtor here at Realty Republic. That's the, the office he, he said we're at. Um, you know, known Sergio for a while now. He's actually my family member now. You know, yeah. he's, he's uh, for those of you that don't know, he is the brother of my brother-in-law, I guess you could say. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, I just say brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Right? We're just brother-in-laws. Makes sense. We just go down <laughs> that route. But yeah, man, I, I, I wanted to have you on this podcast to kind of go over some things because, I mean, you... You know, you helped my brother get a house, and there was a lot of things that I didn't know about, uh, you know, buying a house that, that came up for him, and and I think that's a big benefit for people, I think, in, in that, that listen to this podcast that, man, may be looking for a home and just don't know what, what to expect, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of things that go into it, you know what I mean? Um, there's, uh, there's, you know, just a, a lot of variable variables that come into play when, when trying to purchasing a home that a lot of people are very, uh, scared of, I guess you could say, yeah. you know what I mean? There's a lot of unknowns for, for a first time buyer, you know? Um, and, uh, there's, there's a lot of guidance to, to be, you know, a lot of, a lot of times we have to guide, you know, the clients mm-hmm. and that's not, it's not a bad thing. You know, it's, it's obviously a scary situation with, with anybody purchasing a home, it's, it's their biggest investment their biggest purchase ever you know what i mean in their entire life and uh, it's a scary process but i enjoy it you know i I enjoy helping them through that process and it's cool it's a good feeling when we're all done you know yeah man like one one thing with you man and that i've seen like you could literally talk to anybody (laughs) after a few vegas trips where i come back and i'm like you're hanging out with people from south dakota (laughs) what's going on yeah yeah yeah, that's that's fun man you know it's 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 easy you just kind of sit there and and talk to people and and gauge their energy and and go from there you know what i mean it's very easy to to sit there and talk to somebody especially if they're very open and and engaging such as yourself you know so it's Uh it's easy to do you know what i mean yeah that's why i wanted to have you on the podcast i was (laughs) like thank you thank you like it's 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 that simple we'll just do this on while we're holding microphones but um how did you get into to selling houses man oh man it's it's uh i don't know i guess a long boring story but uh-huh. i'll try to make it interesting i guess um i i never really like went into it thinking like oh i want to sell houses you know mm-hmm. or when i was younger um <clears throat> i didn't i didn't really think like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and sell houses like after high school or the case may be uh-huh. for me um it, it just kind of happened you know um I, I uh, started off, well, let me kind of tell you how I, I ran into real estate, I guess. Yeah. Um, I started off working at a pharmacy, okay, and that's where, that was one of my first jobs, um, and, and uh, I don't know, I think I was like 16 or 17 years old or something like that. 17? Yeah, yeah, back Just then. drugs, man. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a legal, legal drug dealer, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, kidding. Well, that's why I was just, you know, cashier, you know, uh-huh. nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, back, back in those days, um, you were able to get what's called grandfathered into the business. Um, really? So, so basically, like I, I moved my way up from the pharmacy to being a cashier to being grandfathered in to getting my my pharmacy tech license. Really? So, yeah, and that just came with like experience, and then and the the pharmacist at the, at the time would um, just kind of write like a letter and say, oh, he's done enough. You know, uh, he's have had enough experience, um, enough hours, da 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 da. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting um, taking a test and and being grandfathered in, I guess, so to speak, into getting my my pharmacy tech license. So I Damn. did that for a very long time, um, and <clears throat> and um, you know, every day to work, it was weird because every day to work, um, I, I would drive by this this real real estate office, you know, and I would just look at it and um, it would just be a normal real estate office, you know, and, and one time they had a sign uh, at, 
outside of the window and it said, you know, for real estate classes, you know, call such and such number or whatever. And, and you know, again, I was going to be, you know, I was really, really thinking about going to like um, getting all my stuff together to finally go into like um, uh, pharmacy school. And that's a lot, a lot of work. You got to be really, you know, ready to do yeah. that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, I was going to take that step. I liked the pharmacy but no disrespect to the pharmacy industry or anything uh-huh. like that. At one point, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, unfortunately, I dealt with like a lot of uh, um, angry and, and sick people. Because if you really think about it, why are you going to go to the pharmacy? If it's you're, true. You know, because you're sick. You're picking up flu medication. You're picking yeah. up whatever medication. Just medication in general that, that you need. You know what I mean? To, to live, pretty much. Yeah. And, and people were and angry? Like people were go. upset, yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And they, they, they didn't have enough like to cover for X amount of... The thing that, that made it really tough was, was that they didn't understand that us as, as a pharmacist had no... Um, uh, we had no say or anything to do with their insurance. Right. So what happens if something's not covered, they're yelling at us, you know, and we would just tell them, hey, go talk to your insurance company. I felt bad, you know. Some people really right. needed this medication, and, and it's really expensive without insurance, you know. Uh-huh. So... You know, to, to fast forward a little bit, I got a little bit like, okay, this might not be for me. You know what I mean? So somewhere along the road, you know, uh, of my pharmacy career, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, um, I, I, I kind of, you know, decided and said, okay, I'm, I'm not going to be doing this for, for the rest of my life. I ended up calling that real estate number, taking the classes, and, uh, and that's how I got my license. Really? Again. Yeah, I took some really? classes, took a state exam. And then, uh, and then went from there. You know what I mean. So it was kind of it was it wasn't like like I said earlier. It just wasn't like oh I want to sell houses. I want to sell houses. No, it was just it was interesting at first. You know, I would uh-huh. pass by that office all the time. Uh-huh. And then and then eventually I just gave him a call and and went from there. It's so funny how things work out like that. Yep. Huh? You're like ah, you know, I don't know if this is the right move, but I'm making this move, and right. here you are in this crazy cool looking office. And <laughs> thank you. Yeah, 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 know, yeah. This office later. is uh, fairly new. Um, you know, we're, we're as you can see, we're in the, in the process of painting and yeah. just getting everything ready to go. So uh-huh. we're technically we're still doing business. We're open. You know, I got clients, all that. We're, but we're technically not open to the public at this point. Um, but we will be soon. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, one one of the things I wanted to say it was like uh, just with like my my brother's experience, you know, and your family. But he, I don't think he would have said it if he didn't really mean it, which was. You know, he would, he'd like, hey, let's go check out this house in Montebello, you mm-hmm. know? And it was like, let's drive out to Montebello, you know? And you're yeah. like, yeah, whatever, that, that's, let's do it. Yeah. Wherever you guys want to go. And it was like, uh, yeah, just willing to show, you know, yeah, whatever you, whatever you guys want, you know? Right, Don't right. feel like you, you're, you know, you got any pressure to, to, to buy anything. We're just going to go look at it. And, and is that just coming from now the years of experience or it's like just, um, you know, I, th- I think it really has to deal with um, not being a salesman. You know, yeah. a lot of people get that stigma of, of, of realtors and brokers that they're salesmen and this and that, you know, and you got a lot of them that really are. They, they just really try to sell you everything, even if you don't like it, you know right. what I mean? And that's just not my style, I guess you could say, you know, in, in, um, in Daniel's case, you know, your brother... It, in his, I'll just kind of use obviously him as an example. Um, he, they wanted a certain thing, such as everybody else, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's my job to kind of be like a matchmaker. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You tell me like a city. You tell me or cities. Uh, give me a criteria of what you want. And you know what? We're not going to stop looking until we find it. Yeah. You know. So that's that's kind of like how how I deal with it. You know. And it, it again, it's it's a long, stressful process that I just try to make you know as unstressful as I can. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it, that's that's pretty much what it is. It's meeting the needs of of my clients. You know. And everybody's got their specific needs. And you know, again, it's just it's just a matter of finding it. You know? Yeah. That, that's the feeling that I get. You know. The, the, and that's why I was like, man, I wanted to talk to you before. You know, I, I talk about like uh, you know buying houses with mm-hmm. anybody else. You know, because it's yeah. it's one of those. You know, it's like yeah, you said a perfect a matchmaker instead of it being like a like a salesperson, dude. I used to work at Enterprise Rent a Car. <laughs> I used to I used to sell insurance. Yeah. You know, for a yeah. rental car that you you know, and they tell you sell 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 sell. You gotta right? sell it. You yeah. gotta sell it. Yeah, and yeah. it's and ah, I felt so dirty. 
doing it, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, can, sometimes I feel it. you feel like, okay, this person may not want it, but then mm-hmm. you're trying to push them into it, you right, know? Right. And, and just, just you know. just because they're soft, you're like, ah, I could probably get them in, right. into, into that disgusting, like, grand yes. caravan that smells like, you know, <laughs> old birds. Exactly. I mean, there's uh-huh. been plenty of times where you just get certain people that are not willing to speak up as, as much as they should, you know what uh-huh. I mean? And say, hey, I don't like this and I don't like that, you know? Yeah. So, so one of the things that I would hate the most is, you know, one day, you know, speaking, because I keep a relationship with, with most of my clients, you know, uh-huh. and, and if they ever came back to me and said, hey, you know what, I, I just never really liked this house from the beginning, I would feel like crap, you know what I mean? And that's the last thing I would want. So pushing a house or pushing, let's say, a car in, in, your, in, your, in your situation is, is kind of not the right thing to do, you know. Um, just from, from my experience, I've realized and I see now, you know, when you walk into a house, and you say, and, and you give me that criteria, and then we walk into that one house in that one city that you want, in that perfect area, that just everything, you can see in the buyer's face. Really? They, like, either love it, or they're like, okay, well, maybe it's not for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, I can yeah. tell now, you know? Really? Yeah, I can, I can really be like, okay, this is a house for them, you know? Or it's not the house for them. Let's move on. And I'm very... Uh, open uh, about the fact that that hey, let me know if you absolutely hate this house because I don't want to waste your time or my time. Let's get the right. hell out of here. You yeah. know what I mean? Makes sense. That makes sense. See, that little intuition is the reason why you make friends with South Dakotans, you know, in <laughs> Vegas. Like it's that little, it's that little oh, twitch. You. You're like, dude, I'm gonna, you know, try to make it work. So, what's kind of one of the things that that you're seeing? Um, are you seeing more people buying houses lately? You know what? Um, we're at a very strange time. Not strange. Uh, the, the market is adjusting right now. Um, we saw a lot of years of, of, you know, the market going up and up and up and mm-hmm. up and up. You know, just everybody that, that submitted offers, you know, get, gets outbid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're just sitting there stuck in, in a bidding war on every single property. That, that was what was happening in the last couple of years. Um, now we're kind of seeing a little bit of adjustment, you know, um, more houses are staying on the market longer. Um, you know, people are not as enthusiastic to putting in, in, um, in offers to homes Mm -hmm. and that's just because they're trying to wait it out and see what, you know, what's, what's going to happen with the market, you know, um, all in all, you know, there's always going to be change in the market, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, good or bad, you know, those there's always going to be change, but I, you know, you, you just kind of go with it. And, and at the time, if it's a good, good price, good property, exactly what you want, and you can see yourself living in there for a very long time, you know, getting at the right price at that particular market, you know, is the thing to do because you don't want to lose a house over, you know, um, you know, over just overthinking if it's the perfect house for you. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. So you got to be quick with it. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you, you got to gauge the just... situation. Every, every real estate transaction is very unique. Uh-huh. Um, we can go into a situation where, where the seller absolutely needs to sell for some reason, you know, right. it could be like, you know, unfortunately some, some personal problems, you know, whether it be they lost their job or, or, uh, you know, some kind of loss in their family, you know, things like that. That's unfortunate situations mm-hmm. where they, they need to sell their property. Um, and they're or divorced, right? And it's like, yeah. hey, I'm selling this for pennies. Yes. Dude, yes. I've gotten some real cheap things, man. On, yes. You know, thanks to the glory of divorce. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. In the real estate side of divorce stuff, uh, it, it gets pretty, pretty bad. You know, mm-hmm. it, it could if they don't want to work together and, yeah. and just come to a, a common agreement of, hey, Let's get through this escrow process. Uh-huh. Let's sell the house, and then we go both. We both go our, our own ways. If they if they don't have that mindset, it can get pretty. They'll dragon. Yeah, yeah. They'll start dragging yeah. it out. Oh, yeah, man, that's got to. And for there, pennies, like you said, it, it'll take it'll take a long time to get the deal done. You know. Oh, that's so rude. Mm-hmm. Is there like a is there like a desk dedicated in this office just for the divorcees <laughs> one? No, nah, man. They've got you know gray hair or or no hair at all. <laughs> That's no, unfortunately, you just kind of deal with it as you go, as you, you know, go, and huh? and um, <clears throat> you just you just go from there. You kind of just gauge the situation and, and see what's the best step, which which way you're going to go, you know, uh-huh. which which way we're going to go with with the deal and the way we structure it, you know. Okay, yeah. what what do you? And this is one thing I wanted to ask you, man, because I think you would know better than anybody. You know, a, a topic that always comes up in on this podcast because I got a lot of people, you know, from from the hood. Uh, kind of right, and they, mm-hmm. always, they always talk about gentrification. You always have people 
buying houses yeah. in, in low-income communities and stuff and taking them over. And and then, you know, because it, just in, in my in my dad's example, like, he got his house, you know, looking back on it, super cheap. Mm-hmm. And and for the first time in Boyle Heights, there's like a little whatever house that sold for a million bucks. Wow, you know? yeah. And it's, um, and it's just starting to happen. So how much of that is like the... Just the market itself, yeah. or is it is it real estate people, or um, is it both, or, or you know is what? it comp- like corporate, yeah. uh, like home, you know? Yeah, I, I think people? I think what happens with with any market, not just hood markets, you know, any market, uh-huh. it's it's we sell the house um, according to what someone's willing to pay for it. Yeah. If someone's willing to pay a million dollars in Boyle Heights for whatever property they really wanted it, and unfortunately that just kind of set the mark for other houses that that can be a, a comp for for any other house. Right. That's three bedrooms, two bathrooms, fifteen hundred square feet, roughly speaking. You know. Uh-huh. So that's what really sets the market is is someone selling a home and selling it at a price that a buyer is willing to pay for. You know what I mean? So um, gentrification. I had a really good. Um, well, I guess a really great example of it, I, I sold a property to an investor of mine, mm-hmm. um, in, uh, El Sereno. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. um, <clears throat> and that property, you know, was, was, was bought, um, at a really low price, you know? And, um, so we started, you know, did, did, does, does that get bought like at auction or that kind of Sometimes it Sometimes. depends. Yeah. Um, you know, I started off my real estate career doing nothing but investments. Uh-huh. Um, and, and now I do both, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, in the beginning, you know, we started investing, you, you buy them from auctions, you buy them from banks yeah. as REOs, you buy them, you know, just from directly from the seller. Yeah. So it really depends on, on how you get them, but there's a lot of different ways to get them. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we bought this house, you know, really cheap. Um, and, um, and we did a lot of work to it, you know, and slowly but surely, you know, the neighbors started coming. They're like, Hey, don't make this a big mansion type of thing, which we weren't, you know, right. it was going to be a very normal house and, and it was, it wasn't going to stick out. It was going to be a house that's kind of, uh, it fits the community, you yeah. know what I mean? Just a little bit more updated, yeah. you know? Um, but they had a, you know, an issue with that, you know, like, don't, don't do this, don't do that type of thing and said, look, if anything, this is going to help you guys in a way you know what i mean mm-hmm. um if you own your home right right it's like your property value just goes yeah, away the property way value goes up, up. correct yeah. so so gentrification you know there's two sides to it and i get it mm-hmm. you know you got the city that's that that's been there you know a certain way for a very long time and uh-huh. people are very comfortable with that um and then you got the side of of people i guess uh trying to help as well and trying to just you know uh, uplift the city a little bit um if needed or, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be and and um, and I don't see an issue with it, and at the same time, I do see you know negatives of it as well. Right. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, I mean that house sold um, very quickly with like multiple multiple offers, you know, and, and we had a lot of of the nearby homeowners come by, you know, the open house, and they were just you know not upset because they saw what we did in there. It was mm-hmm. a Spanish style house; it looked just so beautiful. It was it was awesome for the area, wow. you know what I mean? But it wasn't overdone, overbuilt, you know. But they were like. Well, we don't want this selling for a lot, you know, for for a higher price than than these other houses that are, you know, and it just got to the point where where we just had to say, look, this is going to sell for whatever's willing to pay for it, like yeah. I mentioned before, you know, yeah. um, and uh, of course other other things come into it, like the banks have their say in it, depending on how much you're going to come in with, you know, down payment. If someone's going to pay all cash, there's no banks there, so it really depends on the buyer, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what they're willing to pay for is what we're going to sell it for, you know. Yeah, man, you, you know, like, because, yeah, because that idea of gentrification is, is such a weird conversation, because I, I talked to this dude that does that in Tijuana, yeah, and he just buys, like, old buildings, and, and he builds, like, coffee shops downstairs, okay. and, like, in bad areas, and everybody yeah. loves it, because it's like, oh, yeah, and, like, the area's coming up. Yeah. But, you know, people in TJ don't really feel like they're being, displ- like, there's plenty of other bad areas to go right, to, you know? right. Um, yeah, definitely. Just it's, it depends on the area, you know. Depends on the area, but for whatever reason, like I think people out here because you know some people didn't buy a, a lot of people didn't buy homes. You know, they're still renting mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. I think that's what the issue is, right? Yeah, and and renting, you know, on the other hand, it's getting out of control, man. Really, it's, it's getting really expensive. I, I've I've seen really bad rents, man. Yeah, like and it's it 
that's when it, that argument comes up, right? Should I buy or right. should I rent? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you technically only need, you know, to start maybe about three and a half percent of the purchase price to get in a home. And a lot of the times you're either paying the exact, not exact amount, but you're paying close, similar to what you're paying in rent than, than what you would be paying in a mortgage for your own house. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's got to make those numbers. You got you to sit down, really get those numbers calculated, see how much it's really going to take you to get into a property, which is a lot less than what people think. And then you go from there, you know? Right. Yeah. Because the first, right, your first home, you could get that FHA loan or something You can get like an that. FHA loan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of different programs that, that are out there to help. Um, and as, as you, as you say, if you, you have better credit and you have more money to put down. There's other programs to fit your needs for, at that point as well. Conventional okay. loan and things like that. So, okay. yeah. 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 But then I, I hear about people like really having the straight up money. They just they Dude, show up with actual cash. And you like, would be take amazed of how many people just have a lot, a lot of money sitting in the bank. Really? Yeah. A lot of money sitting in the bank. And, and I see that a lot of the times where, where I had a lot of investments, you know, just, uh, just sitting in, in my inventory and, and we're trying to, you know, sell these properties and we're like, okay, and this is in the beginning, you know, I'm uh-huh. like, okay, like me thinking kind of how you're thinking, like, yeah. you know, okay, let's sell these properties, but not thinking in the back of my head when I was start, first starting out that like, okay, we're going to need to find a buyer that's going to have a loan and this and that, blah, blah, blah. No, we got a lot of cash offers like oh on God. a lot of properties when I first started out. And this is back like in 2000 and what, when did I get my license? Like 2004, 2005. You know, okay. so this would be my, my 14th year in the business now. And just that Damn. was kind of a shock to me back then. Like, uh-huh. a lot of people, more than you think, because people, you don't really ask people, hey, how much money do you have in the bank? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They just, I mean, I do, but uh, yeah, you, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how big's your dick? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's another conversation yeah, yeah, for another day, you know. <laughs> you got real serious. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's, it's one yeah. of those things that, yeah, you definitely don't. You know, yeah, you, you don't, don't know that. Yeah, you don't know. No. Any random person down the street could yeah. have a lot of money in the bank. They just that's can't true. show it, you know, and that's a good thing. I mean, uh-huh. you don't want to show everything you got, you know, uh-huh. right off the bat. But, um, but yeah, a lot of people do have pay with cash. Really, mm-hmm. really, and, and and see when you're when you're bidding for these houses, like, <clears throat> do do those just you know go to the top? No, a lot of people um, think that as well. Yeah, they think that oh, you know I'm what? Show with to... my three percent mm-hmm. and. FHA loan. It really, like, it, it really comes down to to you know, um, no, not necessarily the seller. Me, me as my as a as an agent, you know, as a realtor, I have to pretty much um, let my sellers know what what is the best situation for them. You know, what's okay. the best um, offer on the table, whether it's cash or not. You know, because mm-hmm. we can have um, just for example um, a a five percent conventional loan with like twenty percent down. That's like you know at asking price. You know, and then we put that up against a cash offer that's like fifty thousand below asking price. Right. You know, that it, it really doesn't compare. Like you're gonna yeah. go with the conventional loan all day long just because you're making more money on that. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so not necessarily in some situations, yes, cash is a better option. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times um, when when I'm selling an investment property um, and they don't pay cash, uh, we run into um, you know some issues with with the bank because they have to kind of appraise the property and make sure that that a lot of the, the main components of the house are working in order for them to release that loan to the client. You know right. what I mean? So that comes into play with fixers um, and investment opportunities as far as, you know, rehabbing a property and things like that. But if it's a house that's nicely done and it's ready to go, moving condition, you know, you just bring your toothbrush and you're ready to go, yeah. um, a cash offer really doesn't come into play as long as, I mean, it does, it, it, if it's a good offer, then obviously, you know, but if you have a better financed offer, you take that one. You know what I mean? So it does come into play in certain situations, but it's not the, oh, we have a cash offer, let's take that one. Right. It's not like that all the time. Okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm, I think like most people, they're always thinking like, okay, cash is going to win. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and I know in my brother's case, they even made like a little video, you know, like, hey, we would love yeah. to be at the home and, and it kind of, you know, <laughs> tipped the scales. Yeah, to, he, to he was uh, he was um, kind of upset at me with that. Really? <laughs> no, no kidding. Yeah. He was more just weirded out with it because you know Daniel could be reserved sometimes, you know. I and, believe it. And uh, you know, we went into the house, and like I mentioned earlier, I saw my sisters and Daniel's eyes kind of light up, yeah. you know, and they were like, "Oh, this is." I, I felt Look like damn, they're thinking like this is a house for yeah. us, you know. Yeah. So right away, I just started, you know, 
pointing out all the all the good stuff about the property, walked them through, and and they just started kind of doing their own thing, like, oh, we're gonna go over here. And when you start hearing people thinking like, or, or saying out loud and conversating with each other, talking about we can put the couch here, we can put the TV there, things like that, mm-hmm. you know, um, you get the sense that they really love the property. Yeah. So. Um, I, as soon as we got done with the property, my sister, she was, and Daniel, they were both my, like, okay, we really like this property. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, I know, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> so I said, look, this is what we have to do right now. Uh-huh. We just met the, the, the sellers too. She, she was in the property at the time we were taking a look at it. Um, you know, nice, nice lady. Um, but, uh, so she got a chance to meet my clients, which it, it doesn't really happen all the time. And it's not always the best thing to do either. Yeah, because you get the sellers giving way too much information sometimes that's not necessary, you know. Um, The the toilet always clogs, you know, the roof leaks. Yeah, I mean, things like that, things like that is fine because we're going to find those things out anyways with inspections. But I'm just talking about sometimes they just get into very personal things, you know, like. That's where man had a heart attack. (laughs) <laughs> yes or that's you know yeah things like that uh-huh, you know uh-huh. so so um we got a chance to meet the lady she was nice and she, and you know i decided once we left that property to have daniel and my sister make a little video and introducing themselves again and saying you know thank you for uh for letting us you know view your property we love it we want to make an offer and uh, ultimately i felt like that was kind of a tipping point for them right. for for the seller because she had just met them they made a video we made a very solid offer mm-hmm. and uh, and we were quick with it you know so right. so yeah they ended up getting that home and but but yeah daniel was a little shy about the video i have it i have it in my uh in my archives i so. want to watch it oh yeah. yeah i'll show you i'll show you right after this <laughs> that'll work it's, it's it's one of those things that i always that i imagine in in this competitive you know world yeah you know that that makes all the difference i've heard about people you know it's like there's nothing wrong with the, you know, for whatever reason, the seller could choose whoever they want to sell their mm-hmm. house to. Definitely. Right? Yep. So whatever makes a difference, that that's yeah. the difference. You know, they can yeah. go for the investment group that's going to gut it and make some, you know, something out of it, or or they could go for the family just looking for a home. Right. And right. And, and a lot of times, the sellers they make a very uh, emotional decision because uh-huh. they've either lived in it for a very long time, you know, and, and they have memories there, and you got to respect that too. Yeah. You know. So. Um, as far as you know, an investor coming in there, you gotta let that be known right away. Like, yeah. look, we're thinking about doing a, a, a massive rehab on this property, you know. So it's not gonna be this when we're done with it, you know. So if the seller knows that up front and they're okay with that, fine. But if it's it's something where in my sister and Daniel's case, it's just another you know family moving in there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they they love that, you know, because yeah. they like they feel, and especially if they have relationships with the neighbors, you know, they feel like, hey, we're bringing in another family that's going to be just as cool as us, or whatever the case may be, that's going to get along with with the neighbors, and it's going to be a good fit in uh-huh. that little area, street, whatever the case may be. So, um, they yeah, that comes into play for sure. Yeah, and and I guess that's one of the issues I always had with like uh, with the gentrification conversation about, you know, it's like somebody's selling their their house, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's trying to bank and just, you know, I don't know, move to Ensenada and just yeah. party like a G, you know, for their retirement. And yep. I, I get that. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to just cash out, you're like, dude, I bought this one. It was good. Somebody's giving me like, yeah. I'm walking away with like $500,000 cash. Yeah. I mean, you and you can't fault them for that. Right. You know what I mean? They bought and purchased a property back then when it was great to do so. They made a great uh, decision in life and, and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're receiving the rewards of that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing know? wrong with that, you know? And, and yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the issues I've had with it. But, you know, I've also heard the, you know, just on the other side of the coin. That's why it's, you know, there's, yeah. there's more than one house on the block, right? Yeah, and there's definitely. a bunch of people selling and buying for different reasons. So, ah, yeah. oh, man, that's, that's wild. Yeah. One of the things I'm looking at, it's, you know, like they're talking about Compton just, you know, totally changing. Mm-hmm. It's not changing that fast. So, hey, yo. Yeah, not very quickly. I mean, I actually sold a few properties in Compton. Yeah. Um, and I had a, a pretty cool experience. Not, it wasn't the coolest experience. It was just an experience, I guess yeah. you could say, you know. Um, I forget exactly the street name off the top of my head right now, but we were there doing, you know, a rehab on it. Oh, okay. And because um, we bought the property as an investment. And, um, you know, we would have guys come in and steal stuff from the property. Of course. Lot, you know? yeah. And uh, eventually we kind of caught them and red-handed, you know, we drove to the property, you know, like middle of the night and we see these people in there and, and we're, we, we didn't go in there, you know, trying to be all oh, tough. No, no, no. 
it was more like, hey, what do we need to do for you guys just to chill? Like, let us finish the property, you know, let us sell it, and then we'll be out of your hair whenever you want, you know? And all they wanted was, was like, some a uh, little bit of money, obviously, you know? And, and uh, we, would say, we would say, look, we would, you know, give you guys uh, um, a little bit of money every week just to, to overlook the house. Don't mess with it, but just don't, you know, here, here's a little bit of cash. And that worked. Dude, crackheads yeah. are the best freaking security guards. <laughs> yeah. They might just be local people, but yeah, yeah that's that's so the, they, that's the best kind. It was kind of like a, a pride of ownership for them at that time. It was for more real. like, hey, no one is coming in this house, you know. <laughs> and, and it worked. It yeah. Ended up working out for us. Yeah, dude, uh, they're waving their crack stick in front yeah. of everybody. Yep. You know, yeah, just, uh, I don't away. know what happened after the fact once we sold it, but I'm sure they moved oh, on. Dude. But mm-hmm. uh, maybe we started a wave of these people saying, hey, if we if we don't dude. want us to mess with your house, give us fifty bucks a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah, no, give me some Smuckers sandwiches yeah, and some. Yeah, but it was cool, man. Compton's Compton's a great area. I mean, it's it's you know you got your areas in every city that in every city you know but, every city that that's bad. Every city has a bad and good area, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's just like every other city. Yeah, you, but it, you know what's crazy is I'm, I'm seeing, and I, I'm sure this happens to everybody. You're seeing like your generation. I'm seeing people like my age, you know, from high school starting to buy houses, mm-hmm. and, you know, going all over the place. You know, people going to. I think that move to Fontana is a little little done now, right? Yeah. Despite how bad the traffic is. Yeah, you know, that's, morning that's and a night. big... You know what? At the same time with going on, looking at it from a, um, a travel point of view, uh-huh. a lot of people work from home now as well. Really? And I've noticed that, yeah. A lot of people uh-huh. can work from home, so it's not necessarily an issue, you know, like where... I mean, it is, but mm-hmm. not for everybody anymore like it used to be, you know? Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's true. I mean, if I, if I think about it, I could probably work from home, mm-hmm. you know, a few days out of the week. Yep. Just call it a, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but then you're living in Fontana. Yeah. Yeah. Not to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Compton's actually a, a way step up than Fontana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, sorry for like two listeners that are from there. <laughs> this is the dude from LA podcast, man. Not, <laughs> not, not that one. Um, dang, yeah, that, that's, that, that was one of the biggest, you know, conversations I wanted to have. What is what is that issue of the down payment, man? I've heard, you know, old school, my dad, you got to save 20%. So you're running in there with, with mm-hmm. a crap load of money. Yeah. For somebody starting out, you know, you're saving money. You're like, oh, man, what am I going to save, you know, 25, 30,000, yeah. if not more, depending on the cost of the house. Exactly. Right? It really depends on the, on the purchase price of the home you're buying. And you could uh-huh. be saving a lot of money for a 20% down payment. Um, a lot of people don't do that, no. you know. I mean, if you're a first-time buyer um, and you've been working your your ass off to save a down payment, more than likely you're gonna put a three and a half percent down payment or a five percent down payment, you know, okay. in the beginning, you know. Yeah. Um, and a twenty percent down payment, you know, it's it's a lot of money. A lot of people don't want to do that because they they still have to. Um, in, in the whole process of, of, an, of being an escrow, you still have to show that you have money in the bank as well. Really? Yeah, you got to have reserve funds. You gotta make, they got to make sure that you're okay to purchase the home uh-huh. and, and, and pay for it after the fact. Right. You know? So sometimes 20%, even if you have it, is not the way to go. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you got to really evaluate your situation and go from there and say, hey, is it really worth 20, putting down 20%? My payments are going to be a lot lower, but I'm going to have zero in the bank account, you right. know, and, and I might not close on the deal. Or should I put 3.5% and be secure for a year down the line, uh-huh. you know, because I have all this money in the bank? So it really comes down to what you're comfortable with monthly, you know? Um, so if your monthly, if your, if your monthly payment is, is whatever X amount of dollars and you're hundred percent comfortable with that, then that's the way to go. Whether it's three percent, three and a half percent down or five percent down, whatever the case may be, if you're comfortable uh-huh. with that monthly payment and you're going to have, you know, reserve funds in the bank, uh-huh. then that's the way to go. Not necessarily the 20%, you know, but if you could do the 20%, great. If you got reserves after that, great. You know, so Dang, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. you gotta like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, those are easy, yeah, easy uh-huh. deals. <laughs> Damn, man, I bet. See, and that's that that no pressure situation is kind of want like what I wanted to get across to people. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's the difference between you and and kind of what I've what I've heard about. You know, they're like, ah, I went with this guy or this girl. She was really just trying to sell me this cozy house, which mm-hmm. was really just a small tiny house that yeah. you know can't do anything I've, I've dealt with clients that, that it took me years to find really? them houses yeah years years Whoa. years and and that's because it, they're just very um, picky and that's a great thing a great thing to be when you're purchasing a home you don't want to settle 
you know? Like I mentioned sure. earlier, you don't want to settle in a house that down the line, you know, and I'm talking about six months, you know, like you're going to be, oh, I hate this house, you know? I don't want to hear that. I want to hear six months down the line, like, oh, I love this house, and I'm so glad I bought it, you know? So if you're picky and it takes me a year or two to buy the house, you know, to, to find you that perfect house, I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. You know, I go at my, my client's pace, you know? Yeah. There's some things you rush, you know, like as far as being in escrow, and we have, we have deadlines when we get to that point, and those are written in the contract. So those things, obviously, we got to get done, you know? This is going to sound like a, like a real dumb question, but I think people... There's no dumb questions. What is escrow? <laughs> what is escrow? Because that's a real, like, I hear it so much, and, and we're in escrow, you yeah. know, or yeah, um, waiting for it to close. It's an escrow. <clears throat> escrow is kind of like a middleman. Uh-huh. Okay, so they pretty much get everything together, you know, as far as the, the buyer side of paperwork, the seller side of the paperwork. They deal with, like, um, everything in between. That, that, that they're, like a, they're just a third party that, that just gets everything, you know, lined up and, and signed off and make sure everything's, you know, lining up to close a deal. Like, in, in essence, in general, that's what they are. They're the middlemen just trying to get the, cl- the deal closed as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they get bank account numbers over here and um, yeah. amounts and um yeah they get they get everything. everything everything that they need you know they have a checkoff list they have you know certain dates and deadlines that they have to keep us updated with as well you know mm-hmm. so they're just they're just the middlemen you know okay yeah all right yeah all and right. and it's awesome i mean it's it's good to have that you know because and obviously it's part of the the industry and you have to have that um but um it's they help <laughs> you, you definitely need escrow you need escrow yeah is that what was that the issue a lot of the times less checks and balances during the housing crisis and stuff it was just like there's a lot of issues in the, right. uh, the housing crisis you know so many we can be here talking for for I've, weeks yeah. right mm-hmm. i've seen yeah. some documentaries but for sure that was you always hear about that right people yeah. just going in like yeah i got a i got a debit card it's like sure you could buy a house yeah you know? it was like that yeah i mean a lot of uh, a lot of the times uh, back then people would say yeah, i got a job okay you're approved for a million dollar home you know like wow so there was stated income, you know, and oh, yeah. stated state is income. exactly what that means. You just state how much you have, you know. Wow. Like I, I can ask you, hey, Sergio, how much you have in the bank? Uh, that's a you personal know? question, but okay. I will. You know, but do you, have enough, do you have enough to buy this house? And you could be like, yeah, you know, and uh-huh. I'd be like, okay, cool. Approved, you yeah. know, oh, approved. Snap. Right there in the spot. <laughs> yeah, now it's more like show me everything. Show me all your bank statements. Oh, show me dude. your credit card history. Show me your this and that history. Like uh-huh. it is very detailed and that is the better way to go about things. Yeah, for no, sure. that makes sense. That's why we saw those a lot of foreclosures back in the day as well. Yeah. That was right, you know, that that led, the state in, in, income and, and other issues led up to a lot of those foreclosures because um, a lot of people ended up not being able to afford their house, uh-huh. you know, so they had to let it go, unfortunately. When it comes to buying a house, like foreclosure <laughs> and stuff, because I, you know, you're on Zillow and you're checking out like yes. what your area Zillow looks. is horrible by is the way. Is it really? Yes. How come? How come? Okay. So let me give you what let me let me tell you exactly what Zillow does, okay? Yeah. Um Zillow is is just just picture picture like an aerial, okay, of your home, okay? Mm-hmm. So just picture your house and then zoom out, okay? Mm-hmm. So what Zillow does is, oh, this house down the street sold for um and and I'm talking about comparable houses okay i'm talking about right now in general i'm talking about three bedroom two bed bathroom 1500 square foot home okay Mm -hmm. so a house down the street that's exactly three bedrooms two bathrooms 1500 square feet let's just say it's zillow sees that it closed for a certain amount okay so it automatically and it's automated system Mm -hmm. it, it gives your house a similar value really so you ask me what's the issue with that okay that three bedroom two bed that three bedroom two bathroom house down the street could have been a complete shithole yeah okay it could have it could be a complete like just fixer upper um and your house could have been you know redone nice hardwood floors you know all you know the nine the whole nine you know what i mean and they give that house a similar value like that makes no sense they they don't understand zillow understands um you know markets they know you know they do their numbers all that stuff Uh but they don't have that that personal touch as far as going in the house that's true. you know so if anybody ever tells me oh zillow uh, you know gave me uh, gave my house this value i say okay so when did your does a zillow representative go inside your house they're like what are we talking about mm-hmm. no one's ever come to my house exactly you know they don't go inside people's houses they don't know what's in there you can see pictures online but that could be right. pictures from years years back 
you know? So a three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,500-square-foot home that's down the street could be, you know, night and day compared to your home. You know what I mean? So to me, Zillow's not the greatest. I'll give them this. They're good for rentals. Um, Yeah, so they're they're really good uh, as far as uh, getting rental numbers. So if you say, oh, what is this area renting for for, again, three-bedroom, two-bath house? They can tell you. They can give you a good, good solid number because they don't need to to really too much mm-hmm. to get those numbers down. But on the selling side of stuff, they're way off. Yeah, way off. Oh, yeah. that makes so much sense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, you're not. Yeah, you're not going inside. You don't know what it looks like. You don't know if they added like a you know a, yep. a, a, a theater inside the house, and you're yep. like, dude, this is way more than. Yep. In that house, there, there, there's, there was a house specifically that I was looking at that had like a freaking theater and a gigantic bar. And I was like, what? This is yeah. like the same price as this yeah. crap hole down the street? Yeah. So that's exactly sense. it. You know, so huh. they just, they just, if they sent rep- representatives out and said, and looked at all these houses and then gave a value, uh-huh. you know, kind of what appraisers do. And then Zillow was, was getting their numbers based off that. Now I'd be like, okay, Zillow, they're good. You know, but they don't do that. So I feel personally that they're not the greatest as far as values go. Yeah. Yeah. You get a zestament is what they call it. A zestament. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just the armchair, you know, realty person just looking and seeing like, oh, you know, what's in the area and just, you know, cruising through. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, personal touch, that makes, that makes more, way more sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, But I was going to say foreclosure properties, like, is it, you know, a total toss-up you just don't know what you're gonna get yes yeah um is it kind of like storage wars like you just look in you're like (laughs) all right you know i was gonna i was gonna mention that um like i like i mentioned before i started off doing mainly investments um Uh in real estate and we bought a lot of properties in in the foreclosure space you know um and you see a lot of tv shows making it look easy and this and that you know it's it's not it's not the way it looks on tv um it, it and, and everybody knows that famous meme. It's like, home, you know, like she she paints, you know, watercolors, and he does Lego. <laughs> he collects rubber bands, and they're approved for like five million dollars. <laughs> Bro, you yeah. know, but Is credit like a thousand. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Is real, there a right? number we don't know? Um, yeah. So it it. it at an auction, it gets pretty intense, you know? Yeah. I mean, first of all, you have to buy the ca- the, the house all cash, cashier's check really? pretty much. So you have to have the money verified and ready to go. Really? Um, and it is a bidding war, you know? You're bidding, you're sitting there with like 30 other people that want the exact same property. And, you know, you, and the auction part of it is like that. The auctioneer says, he starts calling out prices and then people start calling out their prices, you know, but it's not as easy to get as they make it seem like online or on, on TV. Um, a lot of the things that they don't show is the research that goes behind it. You know, these people are not just bidding it, bidding on a property, um, just because they say, Oh, this house is in you know Beverly Hills. Let me buy it. You know, no, we have to do research before we even buy the home. You know, a lot of times we have people, um, we had people drive up to the property, Uh take pictures of it, make sure it's not burnt down. Because again, these online pictures and and what you see, you know, just on the internet, like they, they're not up to date most of the time. So dude, how rude if you buy something at auction, Mm -hmm. you show up, it's burnt down. Yes, exactly. Exactly the case. Uh So, so you want to, you know, you, you, you kind of want to make sure you do your, your due diligence before you even bid on a property. So, so how do people know that you know what's going to go for auction? Um, it's it's public. It's oh, it's public. Yeah. Okay. You can ask for okay. a public list. There's a lot of great websites nowadays that give you a whole list uh-huh. of everything going to sell for that particular day, mm-hmm. um, and that's all they give you. You know, yeah. so uh, it's up to you to do your research on the property and. And, and if you sit up, sit up late night and you see these infomercials talking about buy a house for, for $5,000, you know, yeah, yeah don't, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Because basically what that means is that you're going to be assuming a first or and a second loan or a first or a second loan of like $500,000 and the second loan being $200,000, you know, just it varies. But that $5,000 is just to pay off like a tax lien or something like that to make you the owner of the property. But then... You purchase a property and you're legal and you're and you're binded in in owing the rest of the of what's owed on the property. So oh, you can get yourself in yeah. a lot a lot of trouble. So yeah, yeah. Um, do you know that beforehand? Um, yeah. Well, I do. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I, I right, do. Yeah, I do my yeah. my research. But yeah. um, a lot of people that don't have gotten in trouble and they've lost a lot of money, unfortunately, yeah. and, and that yeah. sucks, you know. But they went into it incorrectly. Like, you Damn. have to do your research. 
hundred percent. Oh, it's so messed up. It's so dirty, man. Because yeah. yeah, you're going in there with like real hard money. Yep. And just some people go in there with their life savings, you know, yeah. and and it's it's a very important thing. You got to be ready, you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. Would you recommend that kind of style for no. somebody's first home? No, because <laughs> no way, dude. My my idea was always like, dude, I'm gonna find like a really cheap home and just fix it up, you know. Because <laughs> uh, you know, before gentrification, I have that. an I have an uncle man who built a freaking McMansion in the hood. Yeah, and McMansions, you know, exactly. yeah, dude, he didn't he's so gaudy. I mean, they got like a panther on the freaking on the kitchen table. I was like, what do you guys? Have a panther. You got a lion up front. You got, you got many lions. That's the way you show opulence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the more the more uh, jungle cats you can you can have in one in one address code. Yeah, but he did this way back in the day, and and, and you know nobody cared. Uh, but yeah. it's like it was like ninety grand or something to build that little you know to make it two stories. Is he still living in it now. Oh yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. Whatever he wanted to do there, he did, and that's probably his forever home, and he's comfortable right. and. That's what he did, you know. But yeah. for a first-time buyer, I wouldn't suggest going that route. No, you know? no, no, not no. the foreclosure route. No, definitely not. No, no, not the auctioner. No, or yeah, fixer-upper even. You can do fixer-uppers. That's yeah. fine. You know, mm-hmm. if you see a property that's for sale and it's uh, needs some work, okay. that's fine because you can still go in with the with uh you know you can still go in it financed you know with uh-huh. the loan and all that. Um, but foreclosure. You have to be all in, you know, and there's no warranties at all. So they oh, don't, they okay. don't, the, when they're pretty much the banks are auctioning off these properties. Mm-hmm. So they don't care if there's someone still living in it. They don't care if, um, you know, the house was burned down, like we spoke about. They don't care if, if the house is leaning sideways, you know, they don't care about any of that. They just say, do you guys want this house? Here's a price for it. Buy it. Yeah. And you assume everything once you purchase the property. So you inherit all these problems that you, that even, even, you know, myself, when you do all your homework on a property, there's still those, those, uh, those unexpected things that come up, you oh, know? Man. I mean, okay. at a lot of times you don't get inside the property when you're doing the research, you can look yeah. in windows and things like that. You know, if, if you think the property's vacant, you can do that. Um, but at the same time, you don't, it's very rare to step foot inside the home completely and get a very good look at it prior to the auction yeah you know so you got to really do your due diligence and you you can we've knocked on doors and say hey you know and owners will be like get the hell out of here you know or yeah. or sometimes you got squatters in there that Ooh. that you know don't want to leave got to get the sheriffs involved right. so again at the foreclosure auctions it's you pay for it and then you get what you get whatever that may be wow yeah wow okay well Hey guys, don't listen to me. This is why Pablo's on the <laughs> podcast. I mean, definitely. I'm over here telling people, yeah, 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 just buy buy an old house, man. Fix it up. <laughs> you could do that. Again, you could do yeah, that yeah. on the open market. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Well, it's all good. My, the, that, that same uncle, when he first bought that house back in the 90s, it, it had like a fucking uh, beehive inside the inside the house. Yeah. People were living. I remember the, that, the girl that was there, she was like, she was in my elementary school. And I was like, hey, you live here? <laughs> Um, I'm going to move in. I was like, yeah, there's bees. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who has bees? Yeah. Who just chills, man? Do they, it's like fresh honey maybe? Like they just like know, it right? for breakfast? They, they're just bee people, I guess. You know? Probably bee people, man. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, during escrow, you do a lot of investigating, a lot of uh, inspections, you know? Yeah, I didn't so. know, I didn't know that inspection was, you know, I remember that was being another part of it. And he's like, don't worry about like, you know, what, what things work and what things don't right we're going to go through inspection they're literally going to tell you everything, everything. right and they, they tell you everything, everything it's like you know this is chipped you know this yes. is low voltage they do the inspectors uh, i gotta give them you know praise I, they, they do a really good job to the point where they scare everybody <laughs> so yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah. and and some things are not as big of a deal as as uh as they make it out to be but it's their job to say hey there's a a tiny little crack on the wall, you know, uh-huh. this is chipped. This is not working, which is a microwave that you can easily replace, you know? Right. So, but it's their job to call out what's wrong with the property, you know? Uh-huh. So, but yeah, you'll go through the escrow process where you get, um, you know, um, inspections on absolutely everything. And the main components being the roof, electrical, plumbing, foundation, you know, mm-hmm. big ticket items that, that you need to be functioning to buy a house. On, at, at the same time, um, if they're not functioning, the, sell, uh, the bank will not even um, give you the loan on the property. Really? Yeah. 
So it just depends on a conventional loan. They're more lenient, you know, uh-huh. on a FHA loan. If, if one of the main components is not working, you have choices. Either A, the seller fixes it or whatever the case may be, or um, the bank says, you know what, you got to find another house. We're not going to give you a loan on this one. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the things that I, you know, with FHA loans, right, that it has to be move-in ready kind of mm-hmm. a deal? Yep. Yep. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that have to be uh, in place for, for FHA to lo- loan to go through. Because really? um, the bank's taking more of a, a risk, you know? They're giving you more of a loan because you're putting less down, you know? Right. So they're spending more money uh-huh. uh, rather than like a conventional loan where, where someone puts like 5 or 20% down. The bank is not putting as much money down, you know what uh-huh. I mean? But um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a risk for the bank. So if they, if they feel something is major, majorly wrong with the property, they'll be like, yeah, either get it fixed before we close escrow or you got to find another property. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to go into escrow and have to inherit all these problems and this and that once they find out. Like, no, uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier, there's time frames. So Uh we have a certain amount of time to say, we got these inspections. Let's try to negotiate something to try to get these these issues fixed. Uh If not, then we can back out of the deal because, you know, we didn't come into agreement. And then, you know, everybody gets their money back and everybody goes their own way. So you don't lose like any money, you know, just because you're an escrow or just because you per- you're 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 in escrow. Like a lot of people think, oh, I'm gonna lose my deposit, I'm gonna lose this, I'm gonna lose that. Mm-hmm. Like no, there's there's certain time frames when you will do that. Uh-huh. Um, and and, and it's you let people me. know, right? Yes. Like, hey, this is the, this is the point of no return. This right is here. the point of no return. This is the deadline that we we have to meet right now. And uh-huh. once we meet it, this is gonna happen because of that. Like there's a lot of things that go into play um, that 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 have to line up. Mm-hmm. You know, in order for you to even lose your money, so it's not easy to lose your money. It is easy, and it's not easy. Right. If you have someone that knows what you know, an agent that's helping you out that knows what they're doing, uh-huh. it's not. It's 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 easy to to get your money back. You know what I mean? Um, again, escrow is a third party, and they hold it, not the seller. Okay. So it's okay. it's a matter of like letting escrow know that you know we've been on time with everything. We're we're within a time frame to be able to get our money back, so they release it to us. So again, they're yeah. middle middlemen where they if it was up to the seller, they'd be like, no, give me that shit. You yeah, know, I'm gonna keep it. Keep but no, the seller does not have it. You know, it goes into an escrow account, um, and uh, and you do due diligence and you try to close. But it's um, a lot of unknowns when you're buying a house, even when you see it. You know, an inspection really does give you. It's like the the make or break of the transaction sometimes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, like you said, you know, you people get scared, right? Because everything is unearth. Mm-hmm. Like it's that wall is leaning or mm-hmm. um, this is going to cave. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This is going to fall in, in within, you know, two months, you know, really? it's, you, you, you get a sense of it though. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. going into it, like I could, I could, you know, walk a client through the property and if I see something major, I'd be like, look, this might be an issue type yeah. of thing. Uh-huh. You know, um, I'm not a professional as far as, you know, with, with the license to tell them like, oh, the foundation, you know, is, is bad. Uh-huh. But I can know, I know when a foundation is bad, you know, you, know you just, bad. you just kind of feel it's it. Walk and yeah. it's, it's you moving. You shifting. feel it. You can see it, you know. There's like so, a hole in the middle of the, of the uh, kitchen. Or it's slanted. Like, yeah, a it's bunch slanted. of stuff. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. So even if it's slanted doesn't mean that something's completely wrong. You uh-huh. know, it could just be bad craftsmanship, you know. That makes sense. But either way, you get it inspected for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. somebody so you, didn't have their level that day and they're like, <laughs> oh, eyeball it. it. Yeah, yeah, they're well, Mickey mousing it. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that, man. There was, there was a house next door uh, that, that was bought as an investment property and then they just they redid it real quick mm-hmm. and then it then it burned a little bit wow yeah electrical yep i was gonna say it had more than likely electrical problem oh yeah and it and it just you know we yeah you know, we're good friends with the neighbors now mm-hmm. you know we told them they're like yeah they they, they told us you know and yeah. they, they rewired the whole thing so oh, man see that's a that's a big job too Really? Electrical gets very, very interesting. Um, it's it's one of the main components, you know, that it has to be dealt with for yeah. sure. Has to be done right. Dude, I got, I got a buddy right. named Kyle, man. You just pay him in, in Guinness, uh-huh. and he'll he'll <laughs> rewire your whole house. Uh-huh. I took him to my dad's, man. He's like, and, and he started like texting his like electrical buddies. He's like, how old is this? Is this electric? Like, hey, how, low, how old is this wiring? Uh-huh. He's like, dude, this is like from the 1930s and oh, stuff, man. you know? He's like, this will be two Guinnesses. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We always pay him in that. He always gets the job done, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got a lot of people that know what they're doing. Definitely. You know? And a lot definitely. of people, unfortunately, that think they know what they're doing. So right. You got to distinguish between the two. 
Is that what you run into when you know people buy these houses sometimes? Like mm, they use just like, for a, you know a few bucks cheaper, they'll go with somebody. Um, no, I, I never recommend that. You know, I always recommend every being everybody that's going to be doing any type of housework be licensed. Uh-huh. For sure. I mean, you got some stuff that you can get away with, you know, and, and not necessarily, I mean, I guess get away with is a wrong word to use. But if someone wants to clean up, you know, uh, you know, like landscaping, things uh-huh. like that, that's easy stuff to do. You know, yeah. anybody can do that. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, some people can do a lot better than others, you know. Right. Um, but if you're talking about, you know, electrical things like that. You want someone with a license uh-huh. that has insurance, that knows what they're doing, you know, um, to do the job. I mean, you want to yeah. get it done right. Yeah, right. Because if something like that happens, mm-hmm. that's that's on you. Or yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 scary. Not only that, I mean, it's 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 a uh, it's you know, the house can light up on fire. You know, I mean, yeah. So it's it's definitely something you want to keep your family safe. And the main components of the house is people you want to to have a license doing that type of work for sure. Definitely, yeah. definitely mm-hmm. electrical and yeah, that's that's a big deal. Yep. Yeah, I mean, down the street there was a there was a you know, fire in a house and stuff late at night and, and then it all got traced back to that, you know? Yeah. Just everybody running outside and God damn it. Yeah. And they can trace it, man. They, oh, they can easily. say, look, this uh, electrician didn't put in this particular, you know, wiring correctly, which uh-huh. started everything else, you know, started, right. you know, just, it's just kind of like, like dominoes, you know, once that starts lighting up, obviously it's going to light everything else up. So you got to be careful for damn, sure. Damn, licenses, yeah. man. Did you ever think about Going into real estate or anything like that, I always uh, I ask that pe- that question for, to yeah, people a lot. Nah, man, not not nah. I mean, it seems it seems super fun, mm-hmm. you know, just creating relationships and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also seems like I got to buy a you know Mercedes or something <laughs> because I, I mean I see the TV shows, you know, yeah. I, I see that. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. and unfortunately, there there is some stigma bef- behind. Um, what realtors are, are wearing, you know, yeah. what they're what they're yeah. driving, you know. I mean, right. dude, you know what? What I say to that is is look at their history, you know, uh-huh. look at what they've sold, look at how long they've been in the business. That's a more telltale sign than anything else. So get you someone experienced, you know, right. that has that has that history of selling homes, a lot of homes, or, or whatever the case may be, and 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 also what's important is having a, a good relationship with them, you know. Right. It's like. Okay. I deal with a lot of, um, and excuse my language, but a lot of assholes in the industry, you know, and I, I always wonder, like, you're, you're such a dickhead. How do you get business? You know what I mean? Right. Because there's some arrogant people in our business, and that sucks, you know? Yeah. It's like, man, you got to help your clients out. You got to be, you know, willing to, to show them the way and, and guide them through this stressful process, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of assholes, man, so... Yeah, that, that's one thing I get from you, man. That it's uh, not that you're an asshole. No, oh, it's oh. quite the opposite. I know. <laughs> but 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 it's a very it's a very cool, calm, and collected way of just doing business. And 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 you know, it's like, like you said, you know, we're going to get you in a house. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to get you what you want. It's just going to take some time. If it took a year for somebody, yeah. you know, it's like that that level of patience, and that's that's what I think. You know, people want. You're right. How do they get business, man? Yeah, and and it's thank just, you for that. I appreciate yeah. it. And, and that comes with experience you know right um there's some agents you know that that not necessarily are are new but they're just like high strung and they just Uh think everything is the worst case scenario which is there's always there's always answers to anything we we come run into you know what i mean so it's just a way of dealing with it you know so it's true so yeah i mean you just gotta be even keel you know you don't celebrate you celebrate a little bit you know as 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 being a buyer when you get an offer accepted because that's exciting that's dope you know and Uh i and i tell my clients you know congratulations you know but that's the very very first step we still got a long process to go you know to get the house really yeah 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 so So, you get the offer and then it's like all right now we got to go and yeah and yeah, that's checklist. that's really really when my job you know starts because we our, our deadlines kick in as soon as the offer is accepted our deadlines start to kick in so we automatically have dates we have to meet now for certain inspections we got appraisals we got we got a bunch of things that have to line up you know so getting the offer is accepted that's fine but then we still got a long road down the line that we have to you know mentally be ready for you know okay yeah and i had to hold my sister back a few times from uh from saying hey uh i'm done with this you know i'm like no i'm like relax everything's yeah, we're gonna be good. fine you know? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of chaperoning you know yeah, yeah, a little bit a little bit it's more of of just um having your client understand the situation 
Okay. That's what it is. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. I, you, we've been chilling, talking for an hour. It flew by like nothing. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did, yeah. Right? What, what are some more? What, what are like the the top five tips you'd give somebody? You know, looking for a home. Someone looking for a home. Uh, top five picks that I can think for of. Sure, for sure, get a good realtor. Get a good realtor. I know a guy. Number one. Yeah, I know really? a guy. Do you? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? I, I don't know. I'll tell you off air. He's, he's a cool guy. Yeah. No, yeah. Number one is get a good realtor. Uh, number two, even leading up to, to even thinking about the process of purchasing a home, is just have your stuff together. You know, like as far as uh, credit goes, you know, you can right. always fix that, you know, and give yourself a time frame. I'm like, uh, okay, I want to purchase a home in six months from now, a year from now. So starting today, I want to start fixing my credit, you know, so get yourself prepared to buy a house. Number two, um, number three, I guess is, is, uh, know what you want. You know, um, you can, you can be open to what, you know, what you're looking for, what you want. Um, but also just have a great, great idea of ideally what you want, you know, what's going to fit you, um, and your family's needs, you know, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people really don't know that they're allowed to show me everything, you know, and I show them stuff. And, and again, we take a long time finding a house, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, okay, what do you really want? You know? So that's number three. Um, number four, I don't even know if there's like five cause it's fine. There's, yeah. you know, three important ones. Um, number four would be, um, just get yourself mentally ready for the process. You know, yeah. um, it, it's, it's a, it's going to try you every step of the way for sure. For sure. Yeah. There's going to be times where you, you think you're at your, you're at the end of, of, you know, you're just going to say, you know, fuck it. I'm done. I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to close a deal anymore. I don't want to get this house, you know, but mm-hmm. I think that you have to be mentally prepared just to be um, ready to purchase a home as well because you're going to, even after you purchase a home, like it's just a whole new world, you know, you got a different responsibility at that point. It's not just like renting and you can call up, you know, you know, your landlord, hey, my toilet's fixed, you know, like, like, I mean, it's not fixed. I'm sorry. My toilet needs fixing. Now it's like. My toilet is fixed, you know. Okay, it's up to me to fucking unclog it, you know what I mean? Right. Or I call my own plumber, or I do whatever, you know. Right. So that's when you start buying crazy stuff like a snake, you know, <laughs> just keep it around the house. You're like, what For do a, I do? A snake faucet or something. Oh you my lord, man! So you become your father, you know. Oh man. Yeah, so yeah. so yeah, and, and number five, just enjoy the process too. That's good. You know, you want to be able to be like, oh, I remember this, remember that. Like, uh-huh. remember how how stressed out we were. Remember how many houses we saw. Like, it's it's yeah. process, you know. It's an experience, you know, and. and and a lot of people don't really, if, if you ask them like, hey, um, you know, how was it like? You know, they'll probably just say stressful, 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 uh-huh. you know. But it, you got to enjoy it as well. Yeah. You know, it, if you have the right person helping you, like, you'll be, it, it'll still be stressful. But at the same time, like, I hope that they, when, when I guess I'm talking uh, for myself, I hope my clients feel like, okay, you know, it, we're okay. You know, mm-hmm. we're, this is going to be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I strive for as well. So just enjoy it, you know? Well, dude, that, that, was, that was one of the big th- reasons I wanted to have you on to kind of explain the process. Like knowing what, what's to come, that's, that's half the battle right there, Definitely. you know? Uh, a lot of the times, if you know you're, you're, you're driving in a bad weather, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be a little rainy, but that's, I know it's yeah. coming. And, and you know what? In, in certain situations like that, like I kind of tell my clients, I, I use what I have in the elements being the situation and, and the point of this, of this conversation now is like, mm-hmm. if it's raining, I'll be like, this is great. You know why? Because we get to see if the roof is not leaking. That's a good, you that's know what a I good mean? move. This yeah. is great. Like now yeah. I get to really see if there's any leaks in the roof, you know, yeah. if there's holes in the roof, if there's something that needs patching. True. So yeah, we're driving out in the rain, looking at all these properties, but that could be a plus as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it's just, you know, you got to go with it. Definitely, man. Yeah, yeah, everybody's got their little, you know, mm-hmm. their little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, but it, it, yeah, some of the best, you know, events in, in life have always been the most stressful. You know, yes. I always talk about me and me and my girl going camping in Zion, mm-hmm. and we slept in, and it was nine nine degrees outside. Wow! And we fucking were not prepared. <laughs> I would have died. For oh, sure. dude, it was it was way too fucking cold. And oh, the, wow. in, in, in the first 10 minutes, I lost my flashlight. So I was like, God damn, it was a good one. I bought it at Costco uh, and everything. That's not um, good. That's not it good. Was, it was not great. Uh, but us living out here in California where we've been hitting, you know, 60 and we're dying. So we're kind of spoiled dying, with dude, the weather. It's, you know? it's raining for so long and it's just like, uh, I, mean, I can't wait for the sun. <laughs> you know, but that was, that was one of the things. And we finally got to the hotel and we were just... Wait, wait, wait. You went camping in a hotel? No, we went camping. Oh. 
in Zion <laughs> during Thanksgiving because there was no hotels oh, gotcha, available. Gotcha. Yeah. Everybody was out there for that. So we camped. And then we went to Bryce. Oh, we went nice. to Bryce Canyon. And then that we, we got a hotel for that. Nice. And it was there. It was like negative 20, I think. Wow. It was snowing. You know, it was all this stuff. But we, we got a hotel. But we just came out of camping, dude. And we went. We, we showered. And we just laid in bed. <laughs> we just laid in. We were watching the Weather Channel and just going like, this feels so good. But yeah. you don't get to that point. Uh you know, if you don't go through that hell yeah, a little bit, yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 but to know that you know it's a process, you know that that the hell's coming. Eventually, you get to sleep in your own bed, yep. in your own home, yep, and and just you get to great. make it a home oh, for your family. Yep. It's wonderful, man. Definitely. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. It's my first time ever doing this, so uh, I just, you know, I, I want to thank you, and I want to take this time to congratulate you too, man, on your on your uh, on your engagement. You know, oh yeah, that's man. awesome. It's, it's, I, you know, you and Sochi, I'm happy for you guys, and it's and, be wild. Yeah, congratulations on that. Come on up, man. Come on up. We'll have a good time. Definitely can't wait to have everybody there. It's 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 damn dude. We're getting older, you know? Dude, you're telling me my birthday's in uh, two, per, roughly two weeks away, man. Yeah. So it's, we're getting there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, but you still got abs, so it works, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. Talk to Pablo, man. Get him as a realtor. Maybe he'll, he'll flash you a little bit of that V. <laughs> <laughs> the V <beat> cut. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's it for another episode of the Dude from LA podcast. Make sure you check out Pablo at. Oh, yeah. If you guys have any questions, uh, you guys are, are looking for a property or know someone that wants to sell their property, um, go ahead and email me. You can email me at Pablo at Realty uh, Republic.com. Again, once again, that's Pablo at Realty Republic.com. Just Very go ahead cool. and, and send me any questions or, you know, we can set up a time to talk and, and go from there. Perfect, man. Yeah, and I'll, I'll make sure we put all your information on the show notes so nice. everybody could follow you and all nice. that stuff. Well, it's great having you. That's it for another show. Got to get, got to get facing this rain in a little bit. <laughs> Peace, right. everybody. Bye. Bye.